everyone, Mrs. B here. We are going to continue with Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Today we are reading pages 142 all the way until page 165. So right now I am at the top of page 142. I tried to cash in on some of Raleigh's new popularity, but it totally backfired. I'm the one who broke his hand. You meanie! At lunch, a bunch of girls invited Raleigh over to their tables so they could feed him. What really ticks me off about that is that Raleigh is right-handed, and it's his left hand that's broken, so he can feed himself just fine. Here comes the airplane. Yum, yum. Tuesday. I realized Raleigh's injury thing is a pretty good racket, so I decided it was time for me to have an injury of my own. I took some gauze from home, and I wrapped up my hand to make it look like it was hurt. It's a raging infection caused by a splinter that was left untreated. I couldn't figure out why the girls weren't swarming me like they swarmed Raleigh, but then I realized what the problem was. See, the cast is a great gimmick because everyone wants to sign their name on it, but it's not exactly easy to sign gauze with a pen. Gauze is kind of like cloth, like a really thin cloth that you use to wrap things that are injured. So I came up with a solution that I thought was just as good. Would you be the first to sign, would you be, would you like to be the first one to sign my sympathy sheet? That idea was a total bust too. My bandage did end up attracting attention from a couple of people but believe me, they were not the type of people I was going for. Can I peek at your infection? Go away. Monday. Last week we started the third quarter at school. So now I have a whole bunch of new classes. One of the classes I signed up for is something called independent study. I wanted to sign up for home economics too, because I was pretty good at home ec one. <coughs> But being good at sewing does not exactly buy you popularity points at school. Hey, look, Greg has a purse. Actually, it's an embroidered book bag. Okay, Percy. Anyway, this independent study thing is an experiment. They're trying out at school for the first time. The idea is that the class gets assigned a project and then you have to work on it together with no teacher in the room for the whole quarter. The catch is that when you're done, everyone in your group gets the same grade. I found out that Ricky Fisher is in my class, which could be a big problem. Ricky's big claim to fame is that he'll pick the gum off the bottom of a desk and chew it if you pay him 50 cents. So I don't really have high hopes for our final grade. Tuesday. Today we got our independent study assignment, and guess what it is? We have to build a robot. At first, everybody kind of freaked out because we thought we were going to have to build the robot from scratch. But Mr. Darnell told us, told us we don't have to build an actual robot. We just need to come up with an idea for what our robot might look like and what kinds of things it would be able to do. <coughs> Then he left the room, and we were on our own. We started brainstorming right away. I wrote down a bunch of ideas on the blackboard. The robot would do my homework, 
do the dishes, make my breakfast, brush my teeth. Everybody was pretty impressed with my ideas, but it was easy to come up with them. All I did was write down all the things I hate doing myself. But a couple of the girls got up to the front of the room, and they had some ideas of their own. They erased my list and drew up their own plan. They wanted to invent a robot that would give you dating advice and have 10 types of lip gloss on its fingertips. All us guys thought this was the stupidest idea we ever heard. So we ended up splitting into two groups, girls and boys. The boys went to the other side of the room while the girls stood around talking. Now that we had all the serious workers in one place, we got to work. Some had the idea that you can say your name to the robot and it can say it back to you. Hi, Bob. It is very nice to meet you, Bob. But then someone, point, someone else pointed out that you shouldn't be able to use bad words for your name because the robot shouldn't be able to curse. So we decided we should come up with a list of all the bad words that the robot shouldn't be able to say. We came up with all the regular bad words, but then Ricky Fisher came up with 20 more the rest of us had never even heard before. So Ricky ended up being one of the most valuable contributors on this project. Right before the bell rang, Mr. Darnell came back in, in the room to check on our progress. He picked up the piece of paper we were writing on and read it over. To make a long story short, independent study is canceled for the rest of the year. Well, at least it is for us boys. So if the robots in the future are going around with cherry lip gloss for fingers, at least you know how it all got started. Thursday. In school today, we had a general assembly and showed the movie, It's Great to Be Me, which they show us every year. The movie is all about how you should be happy with who you are and not change anything about yourself. To be honest with you, I think that's a really dumb message to be telling kids, especially the ones at my school. It's great to be me, ha ha ha. Later on, they made an announcement that there are some openings on the safety patrols. And that got me thinking. If someone picks on a safety patrol, it can get them suspended. The way I figure it, I can use any extra protection I can get. Plus, I realized that maybe being in a position of authority could be good for me. Can we please cross the street now? Nope, but we've been standing here for an hour. I went down to Mr. Winsky's office and signed myself up, and I got Raleigh to sign up too. I thought Mr. Winsky would make us do a bunch of chin-ups or jumping jacks or something to prove we were up for the job, but he just handed us our belts and badges on the spot. Mr. Winsky said the openings were for a special assignment. Our school is right next to the elementary school, and they've got a half-day kindergarten there. He wants us to walk the morning session kids home in the middle of the day. I realized that meant we would miss 20 minutes of pre-algebra. Raleigh must have figured that out, too, because he started to speak up. But I gave him a wicked pinch underneath the desk before he could finish his sentence. But we would miss Yahooey! I couldn't believe my luck. I was getting instant bully protection and a free pass from half of pre-algebra. And I didn't even have to lift a finger. Tuesday. Today was our first day at safety patrols. 
me and Raleigh didn't, don't technically have stations like all the other patrols, so that means we don't have to stand out in the freezing cold for an hour before school. But that didn't stop us from coming to the cafeteria for free hot chocolate they hand out to the other patrols before homeroom. Another great perk is that you get to show up 10 minutes late for first period. Hello. I'm telling you, I've got it made with this safety patrol thing. At 12.15, me and Raleigh left school and walked to the kindergartner's home. The whole trip ate up 45 minutes, and there were only 20 minutes of pre-algebra left when we got back. Walking the kids home was no sweat, but one of the kindergartners started to smell a little funny, and I think maybe he had an accident in his pants. He tried to let me know about it, but I just stared straight ahead and kept walking. I'll take these kids home, but believe me, I didn't sign up for any diaper duty. February, Wednesday. Today, it snowed for the first time this winter, and school was canceled. We were supposed to have a test in pre-algebra, and I've kind of slacked off ever since I became safety patrol, so I was psyched. That means I was really excited. I called Raleigh and told him to come over. Me and him have been talking about building the world's biggest snowman for the past couple of years now. And when I say the world's biggest snowman, I'm not kidding. Our goal is to get into the Guinness Book of World Records. But every time we've gotten serious about going for the record, all the snow has melted and we've missed our window of opportunity. So this year, I wanted to get started right away. When Raleigh came over, we started rolling the first snowball to make the base. I figured the base was going to have to be at least eight feet tall on its own if we wanted to have a shot at breaking the record. But the snowball got real heavy and we had to take a bunch of breaks in between rolls so we could catch our breath. <sighs> During one of our breaks, mom came outside to go to the grocery store, but our snowball was blocking her car in, so we got a little free labor out of her. <sighs> After our break, me and Raleigh pushed that snowball until we couldn't push it any farther. But when we looked behind us, we saw the mess we had made. The snowball had gotten so heavy that it tore up tore up the sod dad had just laid down this fall. That's like a layer of grass. I was hoping it would snow a few more inches and cover up our tracks, but just like that, it stopped snowing. Uh-oh. Our plan to build the world's biggest snowman was starting to fall apart, so I came up with a better idea for our snowball. Every time it snows, the kids from Worley Street use our hill for sledding even though this isn't their neighborhood. So tomorrow morning, when the Whirly Street kids come marching up our hill, me and Raleigh are going to teach those guys a lesson. Rumble, rumble. Thursday. When I woke up this morning, the snow was already starting to melt, so I told Raleigh to hurry up and get down to my house. While I was waiting for Raleigh to show up, I watched Manny trying to build a snowman out of the piddly crumbs of snow that were left over from our snowball. It was actually kind of pathetic. I couldn't help doing what I did next. Unfortunately for me, right at that moment, Dad was at the front window. Dad was already mad at me for tearing up the sod, so I knew I was in for it. I heard the garage door open and I saw Dad coming outside. He marched right out, carrying a snow shovel, 
and I thought I was going to have to make a run for it. But Dad was heading for my snowball, not me. And in less than a minute, he reduced all our hard work to nothing. Raleigh came by a few minutes later. I thought he might actually get a kick out of what happened. <laughs> but I guess he had his heart set on rolling that snowball down the hill, and he was really mad. But get this, Raleigh was mad at me for what Dad did. I told Raleigh he was being a big baby, and we got in a shoving match. Right, then, right when it looks like we were going to get in an all-out fight, we got ambushed from the street. Bam, 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 bam. It was a hit and run by the Whirly Street kids. And if Mrs. Levine, my English teacher, was there, I'm sure she would have said the whole situation was ironic. Wednesday. Today at school, they announced there's an opening for the cartoonist job in the school paper. There's only one comic slot, and up until now, this kid named Brian Little has been hogging it all to himself. Brian has this comic called Wacky Dog, and when it started off, it was actually pretty funny. But lately, Brian's been using his strip to handle his personal business. I guess that's why they gave him the axe. Wacky Dog. Hey, Wacky Dog, say something funny. Actually, I have something serious on my mind. Susan Lamb, if you're reading this, Brian is very sorry he kissed your best friend Rachel behind the lockers. He hopes you can find it in your heart to forgive him. P.S. Barry Palmer, you still owe Brian $5, you bum. As soon as I heard the news, I knew I had to try out. Wacky Dog made Brian's little celebrity at our school, and I wanted to get in on some of that kind of fame. I had a taste of what it's like to be famous at my school when I won honorable mention in this anti-smoking contest they had. All I did was trace a picture from one of Roderick's heavy metal magazines, but luckily, no one ever found out. Don't smoke or you'll look like me. The kid who won first place is named Chris Carney. And what kind of ticks me off is that Chris smokes at least a pack of cigarettes a day. Don't smoke. It's a joke. All right, we are stopping on page 166.